Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. I'm Lauren, and I'm creative and founder of Creme de Mint Design, a branding and packaging design agency in Miami Beach, Florida. And I'm here with Natalie. Hi, my name is Natalie. I am the founder of Cloud Create, a web design and development agency here in Tampa, Florida. And today we're going to talk about pet products and specifically, like if you're thinking about starting a pet product or you're thinking about expanding your pet care line, we want to talk about like some things that you should know before you design your next pet care product. That's right. That's right. Some things you need to know before starting, as well as if you already have one and you kind of want to take it to that next level. Absolutely. So one of the things that we've been noticing is that pet care products are on the rise, um, that it's grown $245 billion in 2021 to $261 billion in 2022. And that is huge. And, and it's expected to skyrocket 146% by 2026. Whoa, that's crazy. Oh, I can't believe that. And I think, I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's happening because people are becoming more concerned about their pet's health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Just like humans, you know, like we were, we've become more and more aware of our own health. And I saw the funniest interview where the interviewer actually explained, um, anecdotally anyways, that the interest in healthy pet food being one of the fastest growing items on the market right now was actually largely also due to the fact that people spent so much time at home with their pets or getting new pets during COVID um, and they love them that much more. And so they want to treat them well, which I thought was really cool. And I fall in that category. Like I just got a dog seven months ago and I got these amazing ads for all these various different food products products and how healthy they are and food or human grade food and all this kind of stuff. And I bought it and I'm still subscribed. Pets are like another family member. You know, we want to treat them well and we want them to be healthy and, you know, they need more help when they get older. We want to give them dietary supplements so that they are healthy growing older. Well, and it's one of the biggest things that I, what made me decide on it was the realization that dogs, you know, they, the breed of dog I have lives to be about 14 years usually, um, but a huge percentage of dogs actually get some kind of cancer after 10 years old. So like, he's just a puppy now, but that already has me thinking like, okay, what can I do to make him live as long as humanly possible? Um, and food is obviously like the easiest thing that you can change. You need to look at the costs and all this kind of stuff, but it was an easy choice to make as far as knowing that I wanted to give him more healthy food. And so I totally understand that that market is exploding. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another driving factor of the growth in this market is um, the rising disposable incomes, you know, they're driving the pet food market with families to purchase these organic pet foods and these healthy, clean foods for their for their animals. Which is kind of interesting to talk about, especially now um, with what's happening in the economy, because there seems to still be a lot of free money floating everywhere. Like you go to the Apple store, it does not look like a procession. Like that thing is packed to the room with people buying more stuff. And um, a lot of like 
retail various numbers that come out indicate the same thing. So we'll see as that goes into the future. It'll be very interesting to see. But either way, I don't see pet products. Like, I think that'll be something that people keep spending money on, especially since a lot of these companies, they're doing the subscription model, which is so smart. And you kind of get like hooked into it. I was doing some research. One of the uh, recession-proof industries is um, is around pets. So I thought that was really interesting that 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 industry is not supposed to be affected as affected as other industries. Well, that's encouragement if I ever heard any to start a (laughs) brand. (laughs) Right? I know, I know. And it's interesting because it's, you know, this industry has grown so much in a really short period of time. Um, I was working with a client back in 2016, uh, Dr. Carol DVM. And when we started their pet supplements, when we were redesigning their pet supplements, there were not a lot of pet supplements on the market. There were some for sure, but there were not nearly as many as we're seeing now. It's, it's interesting how, as people are becoming more interested in their own human supplements, that we're also becoming more interested in our pet supplements and making sure they also have a great life and that they also are as healthy as they could possibly be. I don't see that going away anytime soon. And I know for me, I don't see myself changing my mind on that anytime soon either. So what do you think are some things that people can do when they're either starting out or they have one that's kind of going, what can they do to kind of level up? How can we help them make sure that they're going in the right direction with their brand, their website, all this kind of stuff? So one of the things I think is really important, especially when you're thinking about um, pet brands, is that you want to have that human connection with the customer. We want to make sure that that emotion is there, that emotion that they have with their pet, um, pampering their pet, taking care of their pet, you know, splurging on their pet, everything like that. Obviously, you have to see what your competitors are doing and still be new and come up with fresh ideas on how to do that. But what a fun subject to be able to do that with. Yeah. And I think that, you know, definitely with pet products, there needs to be a feeling of comfort, a feeling of love, really these warm, fuzzy emotions, (laughs) Um, you know, fuzzy, furry emotions. That will help connect with your consumer, Um, you know, bringing in photographs of, you know, dogs and cats that are really, really happy or other pets that are really, really happy showing the interaction between the human and their dog. Are there top things that you use for your pets? Like, are there top brands that you love? I don't have a dog anymore. I did when I was growing up, but I don't have a dog or a cat anymore. So I'm very curious because you have a dog. What types of things have you gravitated towards? It's kind of funny too, because I got the dog and of course I fell in love with him and we've like created a bond, you know, since, since I got him. And shortly thereafter, I got a pet product website to redo actually. So immediately I could take my experience of a new pet owner and apply it to the website that I was helping design and develop. A few takeaways that I had. The first was, well, just as, as far as like products that caught my eye and I immediately bought into the first one was his food. So when you get a a dog home, they're usually on whatever kind of food that the breeder um, or the kennel or whatever has. Um, So you kind of have to wean them off of that onto something else. And when I was trying to decide what food to buy for him in the millions of food 
options and I went to the pet store and there was some there that I bought that seemed decent quality. But in my Instagram scrolling, I'm pretty sure it was Instagram, I got an ad for Farmer's Dog which is like cooked food for the dog that's made specifically for him in portions for him. And it's human grade food. And it's pretty sure it's grain free and it has vegetables and meats. And it looks pretty much like human food ground up. Like it's kind of cool. It looks like like ground beef with like various other ingredients in it. So I bought that for him and my experience with them has been amazing. Like they really have gone above and beyond. I think I even mentioned them on our podcast before, um, just from a marketing standpoint, they are doing such a good job. You know, other than that, I kind of bought things through Amazon as well as my local pet store, as far as beds and all this kind of thing. I didn't get super fancy also because he's still growing, you know, so I might get something a little bit fancier down the line like for example his harness you know it's like a ten dollar harness that I got on Amazon because he needs a new harness like every other month because he's growing so fast (laughs) so I'm sure like once he kind of reaches that stable weight then um you know I'll I'll invest in a more expensive one made in such a way that it's going to last a longer time I also did buy supplements for him I got um probiotics which I think is actually like a really big thing for people to promote to new dog owners um, or any dog owner that's having trouble because puppies and probably dogs too, um, when they're older, they have tummy problems, just like a little baby, you know, they have like they'll throw up or whatever, like various different things that can happen. That's not just super stable, even when you feed them really good food. Plus they tend to try and eat everything. So they eat leaves and whatever other stuff outside. Um, So getting those probiotics was really, really helpful for me too. And I bought like the Purina Ultimate brand or something, which I'm not super into big labels, but the reviews were just like so good. Like it has like 40,000 reviews on Amazon or something like that. So, um, and they were all very positive. So that's why I decided to go with it. Even though normally I like to have the smaller brands, Um, like farmer's dog is like a smaller type brand. Yeah. I feel like most pet owners are really gravitating more to like these products that are, you know, grain-free, non-GMO, natural, organic, clean label, minimally processed, like more natural types of foods. I think that all of the same things that we are concerned about as humans, um, we're also now concerned about those things as pets and maybe even more so sometimes, Oh, totally. Um, Kibble is not like what dogs historically have eaten, even since being domesticated. They were eating scraps, which would have been bits of meat, bits of part of animals that the humans didn't want to eat, certain organs, maybe old vegetables that were no longer edible. Like that's what dogs, even as domesticated animals were eating. So to go all of a sudden to like a kibble, which is mostly a wheat product um, or soy or other kinds of fillers with little bits of these other ingredients um, doesn't make sense for their long-term health at all. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I think the last 10 years, it's become really, really important. There are stores that are completely dedicated 
to pets, like little small, like boutique type places. Oh yeah. There's literally like, a, it's almost like one of those uh, meal prep places where they prep meals for you, but for, for pets, for dogs. I saw that somewhere and I was like, whoa, this is so interesting. So really seeing this um, really blowing up and I think it's going to continue to um, the stat that I saw was that for the pet food market, it's valued right now at um, 9.9 billion US dollars, and that by 2026, it's expected to reach 13.78 billion. So this is huge. I mean, it's really it's growing by leaps and bounds. And what I would advise to like anybody that's in this space, the subscription model, fantastic. Like if you own a pet brand or you're planning to own one, oh my God, people are buying it's You're going to buy it every month anyways. I love that. I don't have to think about that. It's helpful for the consumer and it's helpful to the brand because if I didn't have that subscription, I probably would have gone and tried like a different thing, you know, the next month, except now I feel like I'm in with this particular brand. I've you know, texted with them. They have a, like a text helpline, which is really helpful. Um, you know, they've gone back and forth with me over the portions since he's growing. That's like a relationship building brand. And if you can do that, like you are golden. So look at these brands that are doing this um, and and see what kind of successful actions you can take and emulate and um, implement that into your brand because it really is, it's kind of an innovation in the space for sure. That's super interesting because they're helping you along the way with raising your dog and helping you keep your dog healthy and they're right there with you. So, I mean, I think that that creates even more loyalty, um, which is, you know, really, really important when it comes to branding. Not to mention like their, their websites and their branding also, it's, it's very high tier on the ones that are doing it well. Like they are putting a lot of energy into their online presence and they're putting a lot of energy into their ads, their funnels, um, obviously their social media accounts from the website standpoint, they have very fantastic membership portals where you can update your subscription, update his weight so that, you know, this may be the portion sizes change and stuff like that. These are all features that are super, super customer forward. I'm amazed at the fact that they're able to do all of this for me and still charge me relatively competitive pricing versus me actually cooking it in the house myself. They really like have it down. It's a great, great business model. Obviously, you have to always look to the future and, you know, see where you can be yourself innovative. You can't always just like copy others. Um, and I'm not saying to do that, but you can definitely take some of these points where you see others being successful and figure out how to implement that into your own business. I, I actually read the other day that more and more people are living alone than ever before. Really? And yeah. And so I'm wondering how much of that is impacting the fact that more and more people are adopting pets and that this is an ongoing trend, not just in the U.S., but in some other countries as well, that during the pandemic, people started adopting pets because they were by themselves and they, they wanted that companionship. And, you know, since more and more people are living on their own, I was thinking about that. I was like, I know so many people um, here in in South Florida, in Miami, most of the people I know are living on their own. And like me, working from home by myself, 
Yes. I was, because I have a husband, but he's off to work all day. So I'm in the house from morning until, you know, into the evening. And before I had a dog, that was, you know, relative, even though I talk to people on Zoom all day, you know, like I definitely have tons of social interaction, but having another, you know, thing that's alive in the house that's not a plant and he'll come snuggle and he'll come say hi and I go for walks with him has been like huge benefits to me mentally. We are social creatures and even though more people are living alone than ever before and more people are working from home than you know ever before we need that companionship and um, I think pets are really um, stepping in to yeah I agree. I super agree. Okay. So we need a lot more business owners creating amazing pet products. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And on that note, I don't think we have anything more to add on this subject. So we'll see you next time on another episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 